And if I go back into my own life and spirituality and things that I think God's been trying to tell me for the last decade plus, Colossians chapter 1, verse 24 is a passage that comes up over and over again. Hi, I'm Colin, and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for balance and clarity in the midst of the world that we live in. I doubt that any short podcast is going to give you that balance and clarity to last forever and ever. My hope, though, is that each week we can help you to take a step forward. This week, I want to talk about Colossians 1, 2, 4. And here's the deal. Last week, I had a chance to sit down with Father Mike Schmitz on a webinar about belonging and baptism. And I wanted to ask him um, his take on that particular passage because he brought it up during Lent. And his point was that what Jesus does for us is is left undone, but not in the sense of um, there being an incompletion in Jesus, more that there's an opportunity for our participation. And if I go back into my own life and spirituality and things that I think God's been trying to tell me for the last decade plus, Colossians chapter 1, verse 24 is a passage that comes up over and over again. And it's basically this, I rejoice in my suffering And in my own body, I make up for whatever is lacking in the suffering of Christ. That's to to paraphrase. It's not exactly that. But uh, first, St. Paul tells us about his rejoicing in his own suffering, which sounds just pretty crazy. And then he says that in his own body, he makes up for whatever is lacking in the sufferings of Christ on behalf of his body, the church. So let's take a a couple of those points and and take a look. So first, um, to rejoice in suffering seems crazy. And what could we mean by that? Um, I don't think we mean that, that bad things feel good. It's just that when we have the opportunity to go through trial, we can immediately recognize it as productive and order our minds and our hearts to the much higher good, that what we are suffering is is currency that can join us to Christ, and that's cause for rejoicing, and also that suffering in light of what our baptism does for us, in light of what Jesus does for us, is potentially, I won't say inherently, but potentially redemptive. And I guess it it it's the whole mystery of our Christianity that's kind of broken open in this passage, that Jesus forever transforms the, the meaning of suffering. Suffering in and of itself points toward death, points toward our insecurity in the world. It points toward just brokenness about how things are so out of our control. And and yet, it's that very reality that Christ moves toward and through in his whole ministry. He's headed toward Calvary. He's headed toward that greatest point of insecurity. He's headed toward that point of death because in his heart, he's totally secure that everything that he does can can be used in, in this plan of redemption. And I wanted to just kind of point out some practical stuff. It just means that our works and our joys and our sufferings, it means that what we do on a daily basis can be joined to Christ's work. And I think that is so core and central to to our faith that even now where we're literally separated from the act of going to Mass, our daily lives can be joined to the Mass through our works and our joys and especially our sufferings. So this whole idea of offering it up and uh, it, it may be something your grandma used to say. It may be something that sounds like kind of kind of old school. It's it's really a powerful, central theme to our Catholicism. And I think especially in the midst of what we're going through now, that we are living in much less comfortable times than we were six weeks ago. 
and and there are are more things for us to consider offering up. And of course, there were six weeks ago as well. But now, um, as we undergo times of of particular insecurity and anxiety and and pandemic and and whatever else, let's not waste our suffering. Let's join it to the sufferings of Christ. So there's that that reality that we can rejoice in our suffering, and then in our own bodies. We make up for whatever is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. What's lacking in the suffering of Christ? Nothing. It's complete. It's just that Christ invites us into the work, that the body of Christ on earth is, is us. We, who are Christians, are the body of Christ. And there is this great opportunity for us to, to offer up stuff. So what specifically am I talking about? I'm talking about offering up the difficulties that you're you're going through right now. I'm talking about offering up... Um, if you're, if you're at home quarantined with kids, I'm saying like offer up that you maybe have to get up earlier than you otherwise would, or that you are constantly sort of interrupted or offer up physical discomfort, offer up sickness, offer, offer it all up. I guess I can't get too specific because I don't know what your thing is, but I, I really have felt compelled in my own heart to, to hear that message more and more that it's, it's the thing that that every domestic church can can do is to become a culture of of offering a culture connected in a radical way to the mass as priests offer it throughout the world and as we um, maybe tune in over our computers and TVs for for now and so that when we're finally rejoined to to the table of the Lord physically we every time we walk into that church we bring our works and our joys and our sufferings and they're blessed and broken and transformed into the very life of Christ into the world so we can live the mass and we can do that even now y'all um, we can do that in a million different ways in our homes. So again, Colossians chapter 1 verse 24, St Paul telling us that he rejoices in his sufferings for for the sake of the Colossians and for for our sake, we who are reading it now and for the sake of of the whole church because in his own body he makes up for whatever is lacking in the sufferings of Christ aka our participation on behalf of his body. The body of Christ is the church. So I just wanted to take this week and really lay out that one passage, that one thought, that one idea, which is so central. Uh, I think in an episode way back in the day, I talked about this prayer that um, folks at Ascension will know that whenever I lead prayer for a meeting, I, I go back to this this kind of version of the morning offering that came to me one day. I don't even remember when, but it's just, Eternal Father, um, I offer you today my works and my joys and my sufferings, and I offer them in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass as it's offered throughout the world. May we be today living sacrifices of your love, awake in your grace alive in your Holy Spirit, and grant that we wouldn't grow faint or fail or be slack in our zeal, but that in everything we do, we would work diligently for the praise and reverence and service of our great and glorious God, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. And so that prayer, um, I think the Holy Spirit put on my heart, and I will be 100% honest that on a daily basis, I um, I don't always remember what I'm going through, struggles and hardships, that that they can be be transformed. And I think that, that God is speaking to all of us that that we have something that we can do right now and is to offer that by virtue of our baptism and our deep, irrevocable connection to Christ. So today, offer it up. For Ascension, I'm Colin McIver reminding you to take a step forward.